0: Thank you for listening to another Honest Women episode. Want to make this conversation a part of your daily life? Then don't forget to follow us. Hit subscribe. And if you know a woman who could use a little more honest conversation in her life, which let's be honest, is pretty much everybody we know, please share this podcast with a friend. You can help other women find us by leaving a five-star review. You can also visit our website at www.honestwomenpodcast.com or send us a message on Instagram at honestwomenpodcast. You can let us know what you want us to talk about, give us some feedback, or just introduce yourselves. We love to hear from you all. So we'll see you on the other side. Is there anything worse than watching your kids struggle and not being able to prevent it? Today, we get honest about the pain that comes with watching your child being mistreated and what it brings up for us as both humans and mothers. You're listening to
1: Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought
0: it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Hey girl, hey. Hey. (laughs) Hi. Hi. I uh, just love your little headband. Thank you. If you don't follow us on Instagram,
1: you should at least check out a clip of this episode because this is a new thing for me. You have a headband. Because we're bringing back the 90s. I'm bringing back my Blair Waldorf vibe. Gossip Girl fan? Anybody? Look at you. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Bringing it
1: back. Bringing it back. You got to find the thing that works for you. This might be my new thing. Maybe I'll never not have a headband again. It's really cute. It's very
0: youthful. Thanks. Which is something I need right now. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, girl. I feel like today's episode, it's a harder one. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit harder because we're talking about our kiddos, right? Yeah. If you follow me on social media, you'll remember I posted an incident that occurred with my daughter Mm -hmm. and... For those who don't, I'm just going to read what I wrote because it was really raw and vulnerable because it was in that moment or later on that night when I wrote it. What I said was one of the most difficult parts of being a mom is not being able to protect your kids from the heartache and pain that life can bring. My sweet girl, now 10, showered after a day at the pool and heard girls in the shower stall next to her talking about how, quote, weird and annoying she is. So she walked out with tears in her eyes asking to leave. It actually makes me a little choked up to even go back to that moment, but asking to leave. And you know, when you look at your kid and you just know they're not okay. And in those moments, I'm literally getting choked up. I know, me too. I'm like it because it like her little heart that day. But it's in those moments that all we can do, right, is to just hold them while they work through that disappointment and pain. And I remember looking at her and for anybody that obviously doesn't know my daughter, she's she's a strong little cookie. So when she came up to me that day, I mean, her little face, like that's what chokes me up is like envisioning her little face just so defeated, which is not something you see in her often. And so when she said, can we leave? It was, yes, right away. Let's go. And we're walking to our car and i said are you are you okay and she said no i'm not i'm not okay right and we get in the car and she just starts crying she loses it and and tells me this story and ah oh, man it was such a hard moment all you can do is nurture in that moment right i i think i wrote that i just slowly reminded her how amazing and strong she is but it was like this moment where it's like This is not gonna be the first time and it is not the first time that this world has hurt her and knocked her down. And all I can do as her mom is to help her stand back up and and to remind her how tough she is. But it's also kind of one of those real life moments where we are faced with the reality of how hard life can be for us but uh, man, is it hard to watch your kids struggle. So you remember, because you you reached out to me right away. Yeah. Saying, oh girl. It's just so incredibly
1: painful. And I think that when something happens like this, not only do we, like you said, I felt choked up when you were imagining that look on your daughter's face. But I think it brings up so many of those times, like we've all been there. Oh yeah. We've all felt that, some sort of rejection. So, not only do we feel very much what they're feeling, we remember all the times that that was us. I know, at least for me, I feel it's not incompetent, but just I feel not like
0: I'm not powerful, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, you are at the mercy of the world in that moment. I mean, it's such a loss of control and it's a reminder that we really don't have control right. over things like this about mistreatment of our kids, Mm -hmm. right? Or if they get left out or they're sitting out alone at lunch. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have a lot of control over these things. And I don't know if it's just me. It is really hard to keep my own shit in line in moments like these. Yeah. Anytime we lose control, I think that it is for sure. As a parent, I
1: mean, if you really ask someone to think it through, nobody actually believes that they'll be able to keep their kids from all of the harm and hard things in the world. But darn if we don't try. And really for their first lots of years, we are in every moment of their lives. We are able to protect them, to correct. Oh, that's not a nice thing to say. We don't say that to our friends, right? Mm-hmm. We are able to kind of socially construct their lives, set up the play dates make sure that they spend time with us where they feel loved. And then there's this point where it starts when they're in school, but you just realize that there's all of this life that happens for them that we don't even see and that we can't fix. And so, yeah, in those moments, it's really hard to keep my shit in check, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do not feel... I've learned all sorts of things about friendships and relationships and community. All of this experience is wealth of knowledge and wisdom that I gained mostly in my 30s, to be honest. I feel like this, 30s on, this was my philosophies about relationships and just my acceptance in my own life of pain in relationships, blah, 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 blah. I have all of this wisdom, but when it's my kid, I want to burn something down. Mm-hmm. I want to burn it down. I am not wise.
0: No, I am not. The protective mama bear comes out. Mm-hmm. In this particular moment, it was so easy for me to step in as a mom because there was true just defeat and sadness. And it was one of those moments where you just jump right in and nurture. And I was allowed to because mm-hmm. she is pretty tough little cookie and strong. Sometimes she doesn't show it. Mm-hmm. and it will take a little digging to get to what's going on, or it takes a lot sometimes to knock her off kilter too. And sometimes as parents, we just have the sense that something wrong has happened to our
1: children. Maybe we can kind of see that they're off, but we don't know what it is. And so again, we feel powerless. Yeah. Or maybe we had a situation this fall that really, this was when I felt like I couldn't keep my shit together. I don't know if it's the fall or the spring. We had a situation this year where I felt like, I really couldn't keep my shit together. And that was when I learned from another parent that one of my kids was not invited to a birthday party of somebody that I really thought was a good friend. Hmm. The child was a friend, child's at my house quite a bit, parents were friends, and I found out my son was left out. And I felt so angry. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop talking about it. I wanted to say something. Oh, I'm sure you did. To a child. Like, hey, how was your birthday? Oh, shoot. (laughs) My my kid's invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. Hope it was super fun, though. Yeah, come on in. Let's play. Okay. (laughs) You know, I was so dysregulated. And you know what is crazy about this one? Sometimes like what you experienced, our children are hurt and it's right in front of our eyes and the answer, it came to you and it was natural in that moment to comfort her, even though you were full of feelings. But sometimes we don't know why Mm -hmm. they're hurting. And sometimes we don't know if they know that something hurtful has happened. We still haven't talked about this. Because why would I? Because what if he, what if my son doesn't know? Right, mm-hmm. or I'll say, "Why would I?" Because what if my child doesn't know that they were left out? You know. Oh. Oh. So you're trying to well, float these little questions, like, "How's your life? How are you <laughs> with all the, the, the things life. in your life? Good? Are we good? What's what's going on? Anything challenging? Anything a little hard? You want to talk about
0: anything? No? They're like, "Oh, uh, mom, stop! You know, why are you? <laughs> yeah, I like water. I can hear, like, why are you being weird? Yeah. You stop being weird! You're being right. weird." I'm like, why am I being weird? I, I well, don't know. I'm just, you know, weird. asking. Just once want, just want you know you're great and you are a gift to
1: the world and everyone should love you and you should, you know, never feel any pain. So, you know, just in case like
0: you didn't know that today, right? Just, just reminding you. Right. You're like, go can't, away, mom. Can't keep my shit together. Can't keep my <laughs> shit together. You know where I actually struggle a lot with keeping my shit together is parents more than kids. Because kids, I am like, you're all wild animals, like, you know, needing to be tamed and taught and whatnot. I am not a email the teacher every time my kid says something happens. Like I, I very much am, if I need to step in, I will step in, but let's help you learn how to work through it, right? Like teaching and trying to create that resiliency in them. So it's hard when you've got the parents who will email the teacher about anything and everything and only believe the one side. So I feel like sometimes my couple's therapist hat goes on where I'm like, okay, there's her side and there's his side. And then there's the actual truth that lies somewhere in the middle because we all have our own perspectives. So I struggle with that with the parents who are super like not, you know, my kid's always right. Or, well, I I mean, I asked them about it and they said, it didn't happen, so I don't know what to tell you. And it's like, oh, okay. But that's what's a struggle when it's just total opposites, different ways of approaching the parenting styles. It's hard. That's where I want to lose my shit. (laughs) Yes. And like you said, it's when something happens to our kids, especially
1: as they grow up. I mean, even when they're little, it's hard to know. Like, oh, do you say something to a kid who hits your kid on the playground? But it's also a little easier. The stakes are a little bit lower and it's very clear. Like, you know, little Johnny just hit my little Susie right in the head with a shovel. And I can say like, hey, we don't hit our friends, you know, Yes. whatever. You can do it pretty easy. But as they get older, it's that question like, do I say something? Do I step in? Mm -hmm. Do we handle this in our home? Do other people handle it in their
0: homes, Mm -hmm. right?
1: When I am, when I do feel like it's serious enough to have to step in, how's that going to go? And now it's not just about our kids. It's not just about their peers. Like you said, it's about other parents. And and I think sometimes we can feel like, I would never do that. Or I would never let my kid do that. Or you need to do something here. And again, we don't have control. But it can cause drama in the parental zone too. Oh, yes. Versus just the kid zone. This has
0: ripple effects. Oh, big time ripple effects. You know, if you always, if you have a parent who always thinks their kid is right or telling mm-hmm. the truth or always makes the right choice, it's hard because you can't really have conversation about it because yeah. there's no room for discussion. The conclusion's already been drawn. And, you know, there was I joked with one of my friends at one point, that we, I don't know why I always want to make t shirts. I've never made a t shirt and I always say really? I want to make a t shirt. Oh, I've never made a t shirt. Are you kidding? Really? It's all, oh, yeah, never. No. I love t shirts. But t-shirt. I always am like should oh, make, I'm make a t shirt. Yeah. Oh, I to make a t shirt I think you said that like right before like, we started recording this. We should make Literally. a t-shirt of us. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't even know where to go to make t-shirts. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> people are like, oh my God, she's an idiot. It's not hard. But anyways, I I, I was joking with a friend about where, like having t-shirts that's like newsflash, your kid's an asshole. Because right. all kids are assholes. Right, Your right. kid, my kids, they can be assholes because they are literally wild animals that Mm -hmm. have to be taught and tamed and socialized. They are, they can be assholes. Guess what? I know that my kid is not always in the right. Right. In fact, I honestly, to be fair, will be a little rough on one of my kids and, and be like, what did you do? right? Mm -hmm. What did you do? Everybody's kid has done and will do something wrong that likely hurts another kid Mm -hmm. because that's how we learn. Right. And I feel like when you know,
1: hey, my kid's not perfect and you know, hey, your kid's not perfect. Like when someone else doesn't seem to get that, then you feel really frustrated, you know? Oh, it's so frustrating. Or if you have a situation where you're like, this is correctable behavior, you can realize that all of a sudden, like we're all pretty on the same page when our kids are little about what the rules of the road are. But then as they get older, we're, we're not necessarily. No. And having to engage with another parent or not engage or in, in the case of many of these situations, I'm sure that you saw these little girls and I'm sure that you saw their parents and I'm sure oh, that yes. you had to hold that inside. Oh, yes. If you chose not to address it, you had to say something in your own head to say, don't say, hey, your kid's an asshole.
0: (laughs) Hey, guess what? Your kid's an asshole. And guess what? Mine could be an asshole too. What to say, when to say it is a hard part of it. It's half the reason I say I don't work with kids, like from a psychology perspective is because I don't want to work with parents. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people feel the same way. So Mm -hmm. when we were talking about our kids struggling, oh man, are being mistreated that might be some of like the worst pain from yeah. an emotional sense.
1: Yeah, especially with social situations because there are other things that we'll see where our kids will struggle and they all hit differently. But knowing that someone's been mean to our kid or our kid is being left out or they feel you know like they're being picked on or left behind by friends, it just, there's something about that social pain again, that we all relate to. And it feels like a dirty pain, right? Like if your mm-hmm. kid gets sick with some sort of, you know, you have to go through like a health crisis. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's very clear. You know, we're just sad. and We just do what we need to do. But when it's social pain, there isn't always something that we can do. And it, it feels so messy, you know, because it feels so unnecessary. And we just don't know how to handle it. And so there's just, and we've all been through it. So again, it stirs up that deep, deep pain of all the times that we've felt that way. And it can be really overwhelming.
0: Well, it's also hard in those moments not to want to say something that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry, that won't happen again. Or don't worry, it's hard not to overcomfort or to say something that's just not accurate. Right. Yeah, we don't know what to do. No, we have no idea mm-hmm. what to do or say. Right? Like in this particular instance, it was an easy one from the sense of I just knew I had to nurture, right? Like she, the kid just needed to cry and needed to be hugged. And I mean, honestly, as painful as that event was, it was easy as a mom to know what to do versus a lot of the other situations where it's, you don't know what to do. What the answer is. Do I step in? Do I not step in? Do I tell him? That, that person, that kid sucks, and right. don't be friends with them anymore, <laughs> <laughs> right. which isn't always the answer. Sometimes it is, right. but you right. know, if you, little Billy's always hitting you with a stick, well, I don't right. know, don't play with little Billy. But right. it's really hard not to want to fix it for them. Mm-hmm. And I know and have learned both personally through my own life experience, and then of course from a professional sense too that doing it for them isn't necessarily going to help her learn Right, that they have to do it. Right. But with assistance, guidance, support mm-hmm. next to them, which is why I don't know from my parenting philosophy, again, not saying it's the right one. I don't email about anything and everything. It's when mm-hmm. there's extra support needed or right. I feel like my Child's been misunderstood and just Mm -hmm. want to provide an alternative viewpoint. Again, not a right viewpoint because I don't think it's right or wrong. It's just an alternative viewpoint. I will step Mm -hmm. in. But man, it's hard for kids to build resiliency if we don't let them fall. Mm -hmm. And it sucks though to watch them fall and get hurt because we don't want to let them fall and get hurt. We want to remove all pain. But then we also remove resiliency if we do that.
1: Yeah, and I think that this is a time where our own strengths in handling pain or our own lack of strength in handling pain comes very much into the view, right? We're not all very good at handling pain. and. What we want to do is start to notice, like, what happens in me when I see or feel this this much or this kind of pain? Like you said, sometimes, you know, there's a temptation to try to solve your way out of it. Sometimes there's a temptation to try to, there could be a temptation to try to minimize it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this this happens. This is going to happen. So, you know, everyone goes through it and there could be a temptation to tell your kid to toughen up. Oh, Totally. There could be a temptation to trash somebody else. But we do all sorts of things as a knee-jerk response, as a coping mechanism when we're confronted with pain and they all start to come out when we feel pain because our kid's feeling pain. And they're not all all the best. And so I feel like this is a moment to just first notice. Mm -hmm. What do I do very naturally, right? Like I said, this is an old coping mechanism for me. When I used to feel pain or I used to feel... Mistreated or any of those uncomfortable emotions, I used to get really angry. So, even though I'm more evolved now, when I'm really in it, that part might come
0: out. I used to feel really out of control too when I would feel pain. And nobody wants to feel pain. So, if you think about pain in a physical sense, you have a headache, you're not like, ah, that feels so good. I just want to sit here with my headache, just loving life. No you'll, you know, take an Advil or something to try to make the headache go away or drink water or take a nap if it's a migraine, right? I mean, we naturally want to make things change something when we feel pain, which can be avoidance of. And so I always look at pain as a kind of life's teacher. So it's like, okay, if I have a headache, right now, this afternoon, why do I have a headache? Sometimes you don't know, but sometimes it could be, I haven't had a lot of water today. Or, you know, I've been staring at a screen for too long. And now I'm my head is hurting, it can teach us a lot of things. And in my professional work, pain is such a big part of it with sudden and traumatic loss that I do. And so getting people to lean into that pain is naturally not something they want to do. They want to push away from it. And so I try my best, which is not easy to do as a mom, especially because therapist Jess is great at leaning into pain with people. Mom Jess is like, oh, don't make me do it. But it can be such a great teacher. Mm-hmm. This person hurts me when I'm around them. They don't make me feel good about myself. Right. What can we learn from that? Is this person truly a good friend or why why do you want to remain in this friendship despite the pain? Not don't stay in this friendship because your friend's being mean, but help me understand it. Right? And we might learn
1: another lesson too, right? Like, hey, People are good and bad. Mm -hmm. Hey, we all do things that aren't cool sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or even, yeah, I can really hurt and I can be okay later. But I do think that one of the things that happens to us when we see, especially our children in pain, is that we go, yeah, we want to jump to, like, what can they learn in this moment? Or what can I teach them? Or how can I do something here? And the first thing we have to do is just slow down and let it be. Because sometimes we get hurt and it just fucking hurts. Yeah. And there's nothing to be learned. I'm sure that you see this a lot in your work.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're not putting a bow on this. There's no bright side here. Those are all bad strategies to deal with the fact that this is part of life. And we get so, I know I start to feel, when I feel ah, like overwhelmed, I start to feel a little frantic and I need to do something, right? I'm just like everybody else. But if I can pause And just let it be true. Like your daughter
0: was crying because she hurt. Yeah. And she needed to feel that too. I don't want her to. It hurt me to watch her hurt, but she needed to feel it. She had to feel it in order to get through it. Right. And like you said, your
1: job in that moment was to be alongside her. And I think sometimes our job in that moment is to like say less. Mm Hmm. Whatever it is that your mouth wants to do, see if you could just see if you could just be there and validate it. This is so hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But stay with her or stay with my son, right? When he's dealing with frenemies or, you know, just all of that stuff. Like that's what we need. That's what we all need is just someone to stay with us and not try to fix it. I can definitely say that I know this as an adult because loneliness is something that I often deal with. I don't know where mm-hmm. that comes from. You know, it's definitely from circumstances, but it's also just a way that I feel. And it took us about a billion years of being married, like a billion, mm-hmm. a billion, for us not to run the same circle when I say, I'm just like, I'm feeling so upset. Like so-and-so did something and we were left out or so-and-so, yeah, I just don't feel like we have any people, you know? And I and I would feel this like deep, sad, left out feeling or hurt in relationships or whatever. And usually my husband would be like, well, but, you know, Mm -hmm. try to explain it. Or, oh, you don't even really like them that much, you know? Okay, well, thanks. That's helping me a lot right now. He would always come up with a solution. And it was like, all of a sudden, he had this brilliant flash of, I mean, literally like a flash of brilliance. And he was like, that's really hard. I'm sorry you're feeling like that. You know, instead of, or things like he used to say, like, well, you always feel like this. Oh, now I feel bad and like I'm wrong or shameful, right? Yeah, yeah. But when he was just with me, it made it feel better. And that's, I think, what we have to do in that moment. But can we also just acknowledge that that's fucking hard? Oh, so hard. It's hard for my husband to do for me because he didn't want to see me in pain and didn't want to feel that pain himself. It's hard for me to do. When I see one of my kids is hurting, or I know something bad has happened to them and they're showing it or they're not showing it. It's hard for me to sit there. I don't like that feeling of being incompetent or out of control or in pain. But sometimes we just have to be there first.
0: Yeah. Because when we're feeling pain, oftentimes we just want somebody to sit in it with us because we can't take it away. I can't take it away from my kids Friends, people who come into my office, I can't take it away, but I can help them feel less alone in it. But to take away the pain would be going back in time and removing the event. We can't do that. Yeah. And once it's happened, you can't take it away. It's really important to
1: remember that nothing that you say in that moment will make it not happen. If you go down the road of trying to fix it, all you're doing is leaving your kid or your spouse or your other person, you know, you're leaving that person alone. And so one of those things that I have tried to do when I notice that I'm going the wrong direction is to go back and say, you know what? I can feel myself like moving out of this. I'm trying to solve this problem. Do you want me to solve this right now? Like, do you need ideas or do you want me to just stay with you? And I've been surprised. My kids will say, just stay with me. Yeah. And when you stay first, you can solve it later right? You can come up to whatever strategy that you have later. Just to be clear, though, because we're talking about when our kids are hurting, all of this is beautiful. All of this is true. We know it in our lives. We know it in our profession. But when someone hurts my kid,
0: it's real hard to hold on to. Oh, yeah. All gloves go off. I mean, truly, it's like that innate mama bear right? That that comes out like you just hurt my kid. You just hurt my baby. You just hurt that. I mean, it crushes your own soul when you see your kid in pain. And it's more, I think, just recognizing that it's really hard. And it's really difficult for our own stuff to not come up, you know, moments in our lives whether it's past or present, where we feel left out or mm-hmm. we have overheard or have been mis- overheard somebody saying something or feel really misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, at 40 years old, I, there's moments I still feel misunderstood and it hurts. Mm-hmm. It really does. But it's also looking at, okay, what am I wanting in that moment? It's not to me to tell me, It is never going to happen again. It's not somebody to tell me, well, they suck and they're terrible. Don't be friends with them. It doesn't help me. I want somebody to just say, it's hard. So I will say that night when I was putting my daughter to bed, which was another wonderful but heartbreaking moment, she looks at me and she's like, mom, I know it's going to happen again at some point. It's just really hard the first time oh, it took everything not to say, no, it won't, no, don't worry, don't worry, it will never happen again. I mean, literally, it took everything to just look at her and be like, I know, sweetie, but I will be here. Oh, I'm gonna get choked up again, but I'll be here. Because
1: that's what she needed to know. It's not the goal for our lives to never have pain. In fact, this is something that we can expect. Being human is complicated
0: so complicated it is so complicated so i think what i want to say to the women listening who have felt the pain or have watched their child struggle or be mistreated oh, we understand
1: You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, Send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.